CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Michael Wilton from Queensryche, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hey guys, welcome back to another edition of the Talking Metal Podcast. My name is Mark Striegel. So glad you could join me, and also so thrilled that Michael Wilton from Queensryche is back on the show for another appearance, I think his third time. So, great stuff. Always fun to talk with with Michael. I think this is a fun interview. Let me know what you think. Hit me up on Twitter at Talking Metal or at Striegel, S-T-R-I-G-L. I prefer the Talking Metal handle. Uh, and on Facebook, I'm at Facebook.com slash mstriegel. Also, please give Talking Metal a like on Facebook. And right now, let's get into some Queen's Reich with Todd Latore and Michael Wilton here on Talking Metal. This is off the 2013 self-titled release. It's called Where Dreams Go to Die.
What you just heard was Where Dreams Go to Die by Queensryche featuring Michael Wilton on guitar. Right now we're going to get into a little sound sample of some brand new Queensryche. The album is coming out soon. Michael's going to tell us all about it. And uh, yeah, the sound sample of new Queensryche will be followed by my interview with Michael Wilton. This is Arrow of Time. Hey, it's Mark Striegel from Talking Metal, and checking back in with us, we have Michael from Queensryche. How are you, Michael? I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me. This is Michael Wilton from Queensryche here in Seattle, Washington. Excellent, excellent. The new album is on the way, Condition Human, and I've heard some of the tracks. They sound just excellent. Arrow, what was the first lead-off single? I think Arrow of, of Time, was that it? Yes, Arrow yeah. of Time is the uh, the first single. Uh, we put that out on SoundCloud for the fans and the uh, the rest of the world, and we've been playing it live um, since our European UK tour, which uh, we just got back from, and uh, we'll be uh, playing that as, as well on the upcoming tours. Excellent. Well, I want to talk about the upcoming uh, American tour, but let's let's start off with that song. I mean, it just it has such that vintage Queensryche sound, you know, that you guys also kind of hit upon with the last self-titled record. But uh, it just seems so prominent in in Arrow of Time to me. And is is that something you uh, try to capture? Is the classic Queensryche sound, or is this just the way it kind of comes out of you guys? Well, it, it's just kind of the way it comes out of us because we are deep-rooted and we are the three guys that originally started Queensryche. So um, you're, you're going to get that whether you're listening to Queensryche, new or old. But uh, with uh, producer Chris Harris, a.k.a. Zeus, you know, he really right. wanted to capture the magic of the recording of the uh, 
the instruments in those older recordings in the uh, 80s and 90s. So we did uh, do our inspirational research. And uh, so, yeah, there was a little bit of that, just trying to uh, find the fluidity and to keep the arrangements more in a Queensryche style. Excellent. Well, that's what us Queensryche fans want to hear, so that's good news. I also was uh, allowed to listen to another track called The Guardian, which also just rocked me. And uh, I love the the lyrics. I hear Revolution Calling uh, coming out in those lyrics. And that has to be somewhat intentional as a kind of nod to the past, right? Yes, but please let me correct you, Mark. Since you don't have the lyrics, it's not revolution calling, it's evolution calling. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I don't have the lyrics. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Evolution calling. Very, very good. But uh, also a nod to, of course, revolution calling. Yes, it's a play on ourselves. Cool. And as far as the songwriting goes on this this new record, Condition Human, who who is involved in the songwriting? Is it the whole band or is it just certain members um well queensreich as you know is a band again and everybody is involved in the writing process everybody can put their creativity out on the table and everybody will work on it and build it to a certain point and then we just keep doing that process and that's kind of what made queensreich so special in the early days you know we were all pulling together ideas so you know, it's when this was done, we had probably over 20, 25 demos and we had to whittle down with the record company and the producer 15 of those. And those are the ones that we worked on for this record. But everybody really puts their uh, creative input into these songs and a lot of ideas, you know, from everybody. Excellent, excellent. And how do you compare this this new record to the the self titled record from, I guess, less than two years ago, right? Right, the 2013 album. Um, you know, obviously, Queensrÿche. You know, motto: the alchemy of Queensrÿche has always been to evolve with each album, and that is what we're doing. This is an evolution from that last album, and it kind of paints a picture. We had two years to write it on the road, basically. That's where uh, we spend our free time when we're touring is writing music rather than partying all day. Right. So, And, you know, that's kind of what we do. It's, um, it's just kind of a magical thing that happens. And um, you have, obviously, a situation with the band now that, it's less chaotic. There's less distractions. So people in this band are able to focus on what needs to be focused on, which is the creativity and to keep Queensryche moving into this modern age. Right on. Now, I wanted to ask you about the the message that Queensryche put forth back with, say, mind crime, to me as a teenager was one of the first things that got me kind of scratching my head about, you know, the political process in Washington. And even though it was a quote unquote, you know, concept album, fictional story, there were definitely lyrics and, and, and things that were said on the record that kind of made me think about politics for the first time in my life as a as a teenager and maybe question you know what i was being 
fed politically by my family and, and, and stuff like that. Um, do you believe the band it was a political band back in those days? And is it still a political band? I wouldn't say that we are a political band. We are we consider ourselves musicians. We don't consider ourselves a movement or rock stars or anything like that. So first and foremost, we're musicians. But, you know, we're kind of keeping into that company thought-provoking lyrics, which you so absorbed yourself into. And sure, it's kind of reflective of the times. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's a reflection of, of what's going on in our lives. And, you know, sometimes it's realism, sometimes it's fictitious. So we uh, kind of just spray paint everything that uh, comes into our creative minds. And we uh, write about that. And, you know, some of the lyrics are, are personal and some of them are uh, symbolic. So it's just, uh, you know, I think for the most part, we like to see how the fans um, ingest what the lyrics are saying and how the music is hitting them. And that's kind of one of the, the joys of uh, being a mu musician. Do you ever worry about offending a fan politically or with a, with a point of view? You know, I've, I've had friends who are like, well, I don't like Rage Against the Machine because they said this, or I don't like Ted Nugent because they've said this. Does, does Queensryche ever worry about that type of thing? I don't think we need to worry about any kind of sensationalism. I mean, this music is, it comes from our heart and it's, you know, it's, 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 it's true to what we are. Um, you know, we're, we're not being paid by any organization or any group. And that's not what, uh, music in our eyes is about. We, um, really just take the stance of, Hey, we're musicians creating music. We're giving you these alternative views and listens and really uh hopefully we take you along for the the ride um and now we are in 2015 we've been doing this for over 30 years and that's kind of the philosophy which we have done and that's just keep Queensryche evolving and make it interesting for the band and the fans do you follow the current political things that are going on with Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump and Jeb Bush are you tuned into that at all and do you have any comments on it uh, I don't have any comments on it, but yes, I am uh, uh, glued to the television sometime and, you know, sometimes and it's uh, quite entertaining, um, you know, just because, uh, you know, I'm in that position where I'm speaking to you right now and to see how they're speaking to audiences. It's always kind of interesting to to see what uh, what is earnest and what isn't. So n no favorites in the in the political field that you'd want to mention? No, not at this time. It's um, it's kind of to me like scat cats all scattered right now. So right. I I don't uh, have any. Uh, you know, they all have good things to say, but you know, you got to peel the layers of the onion to get to the you know the right things that you believe in and that you should vote for. Right on. Do you hear from Chris DeGarmo ever? As a friend, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How's he doing? Know, we're doing great. Um, we're, we're good old buddies. You know, I've known him since, uh, junior high and high school and, uh, we, we get together, we golf, you know, and our families get together and that's kind of the gist of it, you know? So it's nothing more than, Hey, you know, let's, let's go out and hang out, have fun and talk about the good old days.
Right on. Is he doing anything musically these days? Um, uh, the last thing he did was uh, some acoustical uh, compositions with his daughter, and um, I think it it it's out there in YouTube world, and uh, you can check it out. Um, and I believe it charted, you know, in the Billboard. So. Oh, really? Okay, cool. I'll have to uh, investigate that. Now, going back to the early Queensryche catalog, like the 80s era stuff, what are, what are some of your favorite albums from that decade that Queensryche put out? Well, they're all, you know, it's a, it's a varied discography, so it's kind of hard to say which one I like better. I mean, I like them all for different reasons because they all, basic to me, are, are just they're all different colors in the spectrum of, of our career. And I mean, I, I love the EP for, uh, what it is and, and just the, the honest, uh, um, attempts at writing music, you know, when you're 20 years old. And, um, I love the warning, you know, cause it brings back tons of memories for me when we recorded in, in England, you know, and we lived in uh, London for uh, a couple months and, um, great memories and you know just a lot of fun and and then rage you know to me personally it's like we kind of experimented we kind of pushed the barriers and some great songs on there and then you know with each other album you know they just kept progressing into something different um but i gotta tell you i mean i i like them all for uh, different reasons because there was this recent comment about the warning and you know, you're saying you, you really like that record by one of your ex bandmates so we won't mention, but he, he said it, that everyone in the band was basically disappointed by that record. And that's, that's not true. Um, well, let me clarify that. I think where in the lies, the uh, term disappointment, we were working with James Guthrie in London, England, who had just come off recording the wall by Pink Floyd, who I'm sure, you know, Oh yeah. um, and anyway, uh, we had, uh, um, everything all recorded we had his mixes done and and um so at that time i mean we loved the music we loved the songwriting we loved exactly what we were doing but um emi kind of took the masters you know and let somebody in la mix the album um val Garay. and so that i mean that we didn't really like Right. But as far as the music, I mean, the music is classic. We love it. We play it all the time and fans love it. I mean, I would never say that I was disappointed in that album other than the fact that there was, you know, some behind the scenes, you know, shenanigans going on with the record company and uh, producers. But it's sounding like maybe you weren't 100% happy with the mix on the album. Is that fair to say? Um, you know, I have the mix on cassette of james guthrie and it's it's quite different i mean they're they're apples and oranges they're uh it's what what you prefer um but you know it's you, you grow to because the songs are strong you just grow to like the way it sounds and to to most people there is no other but you know for someone like me that has an alternative mix it's kind of interesting to to see how diverse these uh producers are and there, would there be any chance that that alternative mix could ever see the light of day, like as an official release? Um, 
You know, I've played it for my friends. We've even contacted uh, James Guthrie, you know, to see if he had like maybe a, a, a DAP, like a digital audio tape uh, mix of it. And, right. You know, and the, the, it's a big no, you know. So there's the only thing that could possibly done. We've already baked those uh, masters and yeah. uh, to put them on the digital realm would be to, you know, remix the whole thing and that that would be a major undertaking but as far as the the quality on the cassette you know it's it's on two sides you know so one of the songs gets cut off and it's <laughs> right. got a, <laughs> but um we you know i've played it for some some friends and they and it just it starts out different and it's just got a different vibe and it's it's really cool i mean i don't know um logistically if we could do that uh, I don't know how that works with uh, our old record company and everything, but you know, it, it's it's there. It's kind of in you know fifty percent quality, and it's it's fun for everybody to listen to. And um, but that's that's where it stands right now. I mean, p- me personally, I would love to get a version of this out, right? But um, I don't know, uh, you know, how how that would all work with the uh, the record companies. It's not something you're actively pursuing. No, no. Yeah. Um, I, I tried, uh, um, to transfer it into, you know, Pro Tools. Right. And from the cassette. From the cassette. And yeah. it's just, it's laden with hiss, you know, yeah. and it's, yeah. um, unfortunately, and, uh, a few little dropouts here and there, which you can't, re- you know, replace. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's just, I guess, part of, uh, Queensryche's history. Right on. So you guys are getting ready to head out with the Scorps, and uh, what can we expect during this uh, this co-headlining tour, set list wise, or a lot of the old classics, or will you be doing a lot of new stuff too? Then we try and represent, you know, the discography of Queensrÿche, you know, the ones that fans want to hear, and um, with our our set time um, opening up for Scorpions, you know, it's not like we're going to be able to play everything, so it's going to be actually a a tough situation on what we're going to play. Um, we, you know, obviously we want to play a song from, you know, condition human and just keep marketing that and promoting that. So, and then just try and figure out a balance of, of what we can do in, you know, 45, 50 minutes, which, you know, Queensryche songs are all like four or five minutes. So it's not, not too many songs you can right. get in the set. So we got to really plan that out. So it's, you know, it's fun for us and fun for the, our fans and, you know, the Scorpion fans as well. And are there any plans for headlining dates in addition to the, the Scorpions tour? Yes. And, uh, we will be doing our own headlining, you know, as fill in dates because, um, the Scorpions don't do a lot of, uh, shows in a row. Um, right. so, so there's, you know, in between where the travel is, uh, not too long and, and, uh, We've, uh, I think we've already booked quite a few, uh, headline shows. So, and you know, there you get a 90 minute performance of Queens, right? So that's a little different. So, but, um, we'll be doing that and, uh, you know, just keeping, keep the songs, uh, uh, going, um, try and input some new ones, you know, and, uh, and maybe some, some songs from, you know, different songs from some of the, the past catalogs. So. It's just a, it's a never ending thing for us. You know, it's like you, you got the fans that haven't seen the band since 1995, you know, and, um, they're going, Oh, wow. You finally put out an album, you know, 
and and then you got people that uh, kind of gave up on you after mind crime, you know, and it's right. like now they're back, you know, and it's like, and then you got all these in-betweens and then now you got their, their children, their offspring, you know, they're all in their twenties now. And it's like, um, you got quite a variety of, uh, uh, mix of, of people at Queensryche crowds now. So it's, it's really, uh, um, cool for us, you know, that, that we can put something in from 2013 or 2015 into the set list and it, and it works. Right on. I mean, those songs that, you know, DeGarmo and I wrote, you know, on The Warning, the EP, and Rage, I mean, those, we, we built those songs, you know, it was like Queensryche was a guitar band. I mean, we, we were touring our asses off during that time. We worked really hard. And, uh, you know, for us to go back and, and relearn those songs, you know, it's like, where was my head at when I was in my 20s, you know? And it's like, right. But it reflects in the way that the performances are happening, and those songs translate live so amazingly, you know. And you just you get these smiles on people's faces when you're know, like, "Wow, I haven't heard that in so long. Yeah. I haven't heard that since college. I haven't heard that since you know whatever." And it's uh, uh it's just, it's, it's a lot of songs. Yeah, and and you know, I've told you this before, but I'm one of those fans that. I would always go see you when you came through town, but uh, the, your your recordings, uh, you lost me for a little over a decade, and I, I always had trouble getting into them. And then when Todd came into the band and you put that, that self-titled record out back in 2013, I was like, wow, this is the Queensryche I love. And uh, the few songs I've heard off this new record, it seems like you're, you're still going down that path. And uh, I'm just really excited that you guys are making new good Queensryche music and uh thank you michael well thank you and that's that's a great compliment you know we hear that all the time and and for us it's just you know the difference is it's a band again right right you know and you got the strengths of everybody contributing and it just it really shows and shines through the uh the songs and the live performances great cool well, I will see you uh, on the stage September 12th in New York City, Brooklyn, actually. So looking forward to that and can't wait for the new record, Condition Human, out October 2nd. Thanks again, Michael. Thank you, Mark.
What you just heard was a song called The Guardian, a little sound sample of new Queensryche music here on Talking Metal. Big thanks to George for setting that interview up for us. And a big thanks to you for listening to this episode of Talking Metal. I will talk to you next time, guys. Be sure to catch me also as the occasional co-host on One-on-One with Mitch LaFont. Until next time, see ya! One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.